We're used to talking about the games coming to PlayStation Plus and Xbox Game Pass, but Amazon Prime Gaming has quite the lineup of giveaways for October. Don't miss our rundown of the spookiest, goriest titles. And Epic Games has been hit with layoffs, about 16% of its workforce. What does this mean for Fortnite and the games giant? We're gonna talk about all this and so much more right now on Gaming News Weekly. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Gaming News Weekly. Every single week, we're coming to you with all the biggest things happening in the video game industry. Mondays, specifically. Check us out. Download the show. Podcast services everywhere. Find videos on Fruit Lab and YouTube. My name is Iraq the Red, joined every week by this gentleman right here. Full clip. What's going on, dude? How are you? What's up? Don't worry about me. I hear we got a gamer down. Dude, I'm it's rough. I'm having a rough time. Um I got uh I had surgery on my hand. So, yeah, dude, it sucks, man. I'm in a a fair bit of discomfort. Uh I'll start that off right there. So, if I feel a little, you know, uh, uh out of sorts or whatever, it's either the the intense pain that I'm in or the, uh, you know, the opioids that I'm now taking to try to combat that, that pain, um, or just the alcohol withdrawal, you know, cause I can't take mm. that, you know, I can't be taking these pills and having surgery True. while drinking, you know, but, um, yeah, hopefully I'll be back to gaming within a week. The recovery shouldn't be too long. Uh, I got some stitches all up in here, so uh, those don't come out until the 11th, so hopefully b before gotcha. then I'll be able to get, get in there. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It's a big bummer. Yeah. How long did you have the, the last cast on the other wrist? So that was um, about a month I had that going. Okay. So, yeah, so that I had broken my wrist. This is from Carpal Tunnel. Don't get old, folks. It's just, you know, just don't do it. It's not worth it. Um, but, yeah, it sucks. And I'm really okay. bummed because there's so many, so many good games out there that I really want to play right now, too. Compared to that other one, this one will breeze by, though. Yeah. You're, I mean, you've only got, like, 11 days. Exactly. And it will. And it's supposed to be, like, because I haven't been really doing too much gaming prior to this because, the you know, because the Carpal Tunnel's been hurting. So, hopefully, and supposedly, this will... You know, I'll feel like a new man after this. So right now it hurts like hell, but hopefully, you know, within the next few days, it'll it'll be uh, it'll be nice. We'll see. Yeah. But I'm counting on you to pick up the slack gaming wise. You've been uh, doing trying. anything? Yeah. So I'm getting into weird stuff. Another another oh, simulator oh. game. Okay. Uh, the Repair House. This was an interesting one. It's, the Repair House? Yeah. It's it's in that genre of well it's actually created by one of the, the people behind PC Building Simulator. Okay. So shares a little DNA in there, but I see other elements of like car mechanic simulator and model builder stuff like that. And you just go into this house. I mean, I just played the demo of it. Um, I've requested the full key. We'll see if it comes. But in in the demo, you get like the first hour or so. But a lot like PC Building Simulator, you're getting these projects, taking on jobs. They might want you to repair an old meat grinder or a original Nintendo. There's like an Atari clone. 
Um, so you got to figure out what's wrong with it, take oh, it apart, man. order the parts, wait. It's, it's a lot about management too. So you have sure. to look at how many days you have to complete this job. Think about how many days ahead you need to order those parts and juggle those around because you only got so many inventory slots for uh, the projects you can do. But I guess as you expand this house, it gets larger and larger. You can start your own projects, start stacking stuff up and build like an arcade room if that's what you feel like doing. Oh, man. You know, this sounds like you're just like your normal life. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much a, a weekend. That's amazing. Uh, is it good, though? Are you, are you enjoying it? The demo that is? Yeah, uh, I would definitely like if I were to make another video on this, I would definitely do like five hours of grinding and see where I am in the game. So, so I can pick it up somewhere a little deeper mm -hmm. uh, because this this demo, pretty basic, just playing like the first hour or so of the game. Okay, nice. Yeah, it sounds it sounds interesting. So what have you uh, what is the best thing that you've repaired so far? Mm. Well, you kind of do a lot of stuff over and over, but I thought it was cool to get into the Nintendo because what they send you in a box will have like random coloration and the top of the Nintendo was like red and the bottom was green. And I mean, as ugly as that sounds, I did something just like that to a real life Nintendo when I was like a teenager, just, oh, man. you know, back before they were $150 uh -huh, in a retro sure. gaming store Yeah, back exactly. when they were just yard sale junk. So, mm -hmm. um, it, awesome. a little bit of nostalgia there. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I'm unfortunately. Yeah, I haven't I haven't played anything uh, before. You know, I did play a little bit. I was playing some more party animals with my son. He's really into that game, so we played a bunch. I figured that out, and like we're trying to get like earn like new skins and stuff. And now he yeah. feels pretty comfortable to go out there and play it. Like he's freaked out because he's playing against real people, you know, and he's just like he, he's not great at the game. But like you play a little bit and. Uh, you earn a bunch of stuff, so um, we're getting all the all the skins. It's a fun game. I definitely, um, uh, I'm, I'm a fan of, of it, regardless of you know any microtransactions or whatever bullshits in it. Yeah. But um, yeah, I gotta find something that I could go that I could rock a, you know, one handed version. Um, so we'll see. Well, yeah. We'll see if I can find some. Um, all right. Should we talk about some of these new games that just came out? Hell yeah! Let's get into it. Let's talk about our new releases from this past week. First up, Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom Liberty DLC came out. Uh, PS5, Xbox XS, and PC. Now, have you? I know you were a big fan. You you finished. You completed Cyberpunk, right? Yeah. Okay. Are you you planning on picking this up? I yeah. At some point. I mean, I haven't really even looked into the pricing. I don't know if it's yeah. like fifteen or twenty dollars or more. I don't know either. That's probably something, you know, we should have uh, known. But, um, yeah, so it's just a, it's an expansion to Cyberpunk 2077. It offers a complex story, a new district to discover, a powerful new skill tree, fresh gigs and side quests, new weapons and items, and infinitely replayable open world activities. And now, you know, with more Idris Elba. Yeah. It's always a good thing. Yeah. So this time around, I hear the CD Projekt Red is telling everybody, turn your mods off if you're playing on PC, because they don't want it to just jank up the experience of uh, Phantom Liberty. Yeah. And from, you know, everything I've heard, you know, you don't need mods. This is, uh, it's getting, ins it's quite the difference from when Cyberpunk was first released, huh? This yeah. one's, the, the DLC is added 89 on Metacritic, so that's pretty amazing. 
Uh, every review I've read of it says like this is this is it. This is the piece de resistance in the uh, in the life of, of cyberpunk. It's pretty crazy seeing how that the whole journey of cyberpunk, you know, yeah. Pr- crazy stuff but i guess like and we were, and like people said it from the beginning like when they compared it to the witcher uh witcher 3 specifically and how that was was rough at launch and then it became like one of the greatest role-playing games of our time you know yep. so i hope more people give it a chance i mean it is a great game and i, I played it on the worst possible experience you could and still finished it yeah yeah that's impressive i just i downloaded it um now, not Phantom Liberty, just the base game uh, onto my PS5 the other day. Just waiting uh, yeah. until I get healed up so I can jump in there. Uh, yeah. I'm excited to check it out. Yeah, because I guess this 2.0 update that they just came out with fixes a lot of the stuff and adds a lot to it, even yeah. before you buy the Phantom Liberty DLC. Right. Yeah, exactly. They're saying 2.0 is just like, you know, it, it really perfects um, the the vanilla experience of, of cyberpunk so yeah i'm uh you know how long ago did that come out it's been a couple of years right yeah uh yeah. probably like three years or more this is how i play games you know i just wait three years until they're uh running flawlessly <laughs> yes <laughs> all right next up uh minico's night market came out uh september 26th on nintendo switch and pc uh there will be xbox and playstation version i believe sometime in october so keep an eye out for that but this is basically it's just your your cozy um sim game this one more uh you run like a little a market a night market specifically um and uh yeah you do all the things that you do in in these cozy games you gotta find stuff this one has a lot of cats so if you're a fan of cats and cozy stuff which i'm sure a lot of you are this one might be for you um this one, it's not getting the best reviews, though. My wife was, my wife was, um, has been, this was, this game was announced, I think, 2018. So, it's been a long time. Um, and it's finally out. And unfortunately, yeah, it's not getting the best reviews. They're saying that some of the mm-hmm. tasks are uh boring i guess would be the the blunt way of saying it you know you you have to do all these things to try to like you know sell stuff at your market and they're like it's just not it's just not as fun as it could be you know mm. um but some of the key features in the game uh you play and compete in a variety of night market games it parades cat racing stage performance and solve puzzles evade nosy agents Craft peculiar items with the resources you find around the world through a variety of workbench mini games. Befriend and barter with dozens of town folk at the weekly night market to sell almost anything you make and find hours of exploration and four seasons to experience across the vast island of Mount Fugu. So, I mean, it sounds great, right? Everybody, it sounds like one of yeah. those games that everybody uh, really enjoys. But, um, yeah, so yeah. she's, she's going to get it regardless because I think it's only like... I think it's on sale on the Switch right now for maybe sixteen, seventeen bucks. Um, and all the reviews are saying like you have fun playing it, you know, up to a point, and then it m- might become a little tedious. Yeah. When I was looking at the trailer for this, it seems like a definite pickup. I haven't showed it to my wife yet, but I feel like when she sees it, she's absolutely. gonna be into it. And oh, absolutely. I know I talked a lot of crap about the Switch and not really seeing myself playing it much in the future. But this is like that perfect kind of game where I I don't feel like recording content of it anyway, so I don't necessarily need it for PC. 
I can pull the wife close on the couch and and play this game for a little while with her, that'll be fun. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's a perfect game for that. And, and especially, you know, even more so if she's a fan of cats. So, yes. All right. Uh, next up, Cocoon came out September 29th on PC, PS5, PS4, Xbox One, SX, and Nintendo Switch. Now, I, you see I swapped this game into, into the list. You initially yeah. had... Uh, what was it? Soccer on there. Get out of hit the road. Um, and I, and I was going to leave it. And then every video game news site I went to is raving about cocoon saying it's one of the best puzzle games to come out in years. So I'm like, dude, we got to talk about cocoon. It's already, it's been on my, this is one of the ones, this is one of the ones that I have big time FOMO for, but I might even try it. So I'm hearing that it's pretty simple. It's just one button really and then you got to move around with the joystick so i yeah. think i could do it um yeah, this this was from the level designer from limbo and right. inside yeah and you know those were fairly jeppe jeppe carlson i just love saying his name jeppe <laughs> yeah yeah and like right there like you've said it limbo and inside both amazing indie games in their in their own right and now this one is it's a puzzle game where so you know, watching, I was watching some gameplay of it today and I'm trying to like figure it out and like just watching it. I, I think it's one of those where you have to play it to really understand it because you have these different orbs and the different orbs do different things and you have to use a certain orb and a certain area to like progress this puzzle. Um, and it sounds really strange to just say that because like, <laughs> you know, again, you have to really like see it to, to understand it or, or even yeah. play it. Um, but it looks beautiful. The colors are fantastic. Um, I guess the puzzle design from everything I've read is just perfection. Like there's in, it's like if you're into puzzle games, like this is the puzzle game. And then on top of that, there's like these boss battles that um, are also like puzzle elements where you have to figure out the boss's movement and stuff like that. Dude, it looks so cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's right now. This is a, also eighty nine on Metacritic. Um, just saying that it is, you know, it is one of the greatest puzzle games uh, of all time. So it's insane. And then on top of that, Game Pass is just get you know here, just play it on Game Pass right now. Yep, they're killing it, dude. They're this month, man. Lies of P. I'm still playing. Yeah. Um, now Cocoon and. Um, Oh, there's an, oh, and then, then Gotham Knights is out uh, the same day on Game Pass. Now that's an older game, but yeah, I, I, got, dude, yeah. I need to heal up. They've uh, they've got an eye for when it comes to everything but Baldur's Gate 3. They've got an eye for what's going to be pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, and then last up, in a kind of a, a shadow drop, just kind of like, hey, this is out now. Counter-Strike 2 is, out, out, is now out on PC, so... CSGO is now Counter-Strike 2. It's the same listing on Steam, um, but it's all updated. It's got uh, all new CS ratings with the updated Premier Mode, Global and Regional Leaderboards, Upgraded and Overhauled Maps, Game Changing Dynamic Smoke Grenades, Tick Rate Independent Gameplay, Redesigned Visual Effects and Audio, and all items from CSGO move forward to cs2 now i'm sure that means something to somebody out there but i've never played csgo so yeah same here yeah. it looks like you know iraq uh desert map version of valorant yeah 
Dude, I've watched, I think that was one of the games where I watched the most gameplay. Because that's like the gameplay, it's it's intense to watch. You know, it's that, what is it, 5v5, um, like, you know, once you, you die, you're out. It's like those type yeah. of game modes, you know. And, uh, yeah, it's intense to watch and tons of skill in this game. You know, you watch some of these professional players that are just super skillful and, and being able to, like do these and i'm just like this is not me but this game if if i had you know more experience with it or if i you know whatever i I would probably enjoy it but yeah it's it scares me when i look at the the high level of play from a lot of these people playing that game yeah so but yeah that is out now it's kind of like the um overwatch 2 situation where now all of a sudden like you know the first counter-strike doesn't no longer exists this one has taken yeah. its place but um it seems like this one is getting much better reviews than an overwatch um too so it's good to hear right yes everything carrying forward makes a big difference in that scenario yeah absolutely yeah so all right um should we get into these news let's get into it all right let's talk about our news of the week all right our top story here tonight epic the game's giant has been hit with the layoff bug that's been going around. Um, you know, not everyone is immune to this thing, it seems, in the in the video game industry. It's going to lead to a larger discussion uh, um, about, you know, what's going on in the video game industry. But let's get into Epic first. So uh, they're laying off about 830 employees, 16% of its workforce, um, and... Basically, he just said, um, he being Tim Sweeney of Epic Games, he said, for a while now, we've been spending way more money than we earn, investing in the next evolution of Epic and growing Fortnite as a metaverse-inspired ecosystem for creators. I had long been optimistic that we could power through this transition without layoffs, but in retrospect, I see that this was unrealistic. So, um, yeah, what do you think about this? It kind of sucks to work for a company that's that large that brings in that kind of money through not just Fortnite, but like Unreal Engine and everything else they do and all these side projects that they bought within the past couple of years. And to be told like, uh, well, we don't have enough money. Yeah, dude, it's pretty crazy. And that's part of the discussion I want to get into. So like we're talking about regular these companies, Epic, um, the embracer group the big this you know the another games giant that bought up all this stuff and then you know just recently shuttered some studios canceled a bunch of projects um blizzard we recently saw that they laid off a, a bunch of people uh on the hearthstone division and then bioware recently we talked about uh hit, getting hit with layoffs too and then all one thing that those companies all have in common is that their ceo makes hundreds of millions of dollars you know and it doesn't, it's not, you know, trickling down to the people that are working hard for them. They're getting laid off and, you know, the cost of, of and then on top of that, like recently an article from, uh, I saw that the executive Capcom, uh, Haruhiro Sujimoto said that the, that gaming, the cost of games needs to go up to necessitate, um, or, you know, to, to because of the cost of making the games, 
You know, so where does that? I already feel like, I mean, we paid $10 more at the beginning of this generation. That's, you know, whatever. I'm not going to do any math. But that's a big jump from, you know, from what it was within the next year. Do you think games need to go up more in price to offset the cost of making these? I don't know. Without getting into, like, a lot of uh, theory that I'm not really yeah. capable of no. understanding. Yeah, you uh, and I are economics. not are not but the it right seems guys like for that as long as these companies are raking in billions of dollars in profit as long as they are corporations they will continue with that singular goal and people and product be damned as long as the shareholder is happy at the end of the year and i think that this is part of that so i mean they can keep shoveling money upward to the people on top and pulling from the people at the bottom but if th- you can only do that so long yeah, I mean, and eventually your your car is running on rims because you've chipped away at the tires. Yeah, I mean, and it seems this goes back to a discussion we had last week when we were talking about the cost that Game Pass was paying to get some of these games on there. Now, we were all very surprised. That, like, I mean, they're talking like um, $300 million to get a game on Game Pass. And then, like, where does that cost get offset? You know, I think all of the costs involved... Like, I don't know, you and I, we don't know how much it costs to make a triple A game, you know, but it seems like that somewhere in there, it could, I don't know, it seems like it could be less. All this stuff could be less because it was less in, in recent years. Now, I don't know what has changed along the line, but like they're saying that to make GTA six is going to be like what was it like a billion dollars or something to make that game? Yeah. Where is that money going? You know, I I think we're on a bit of a roller coaster here where it might be decades in the making, but I mean, the, the, the price of games stayed very stagnant for the longest time, but I think they were able to do that because more and more and more people than ever are playing games. Yes. The only problem is now because all that money's there more and more and more developers are making games. Mm. So, more competition everywhere is going to uh, take away from the interest of these games that we see getting canceled left and right now. Yeah, no, that's a good point. And it's going to like, I mean, I remember like when I was young and it's interesting because games cost, I mean, they cost the same amount pretty much that, you know, they were still 50, $60, sometimes even more back then. But, you know, you only had how many, how many games come out in a year, you know, not that many, not the, not what we're looking at, we're seeing, you know, thousands of games coming out every year. So, like, you would buy one game, and that would be your game for months, you know? Like, that's the game you're... And now it's like, I'm yeah. playing an, a new game every few days. I can't keep up. I can't keep up with the cost. I can't keep up with the quantity of all these new games. So, yeah, it's something's going to change. It's going to have to change in the video game industry in the near future, either as far as the cost of creating these games we're gonna, or the cost of, you know, um, to us, the consumer. Or, like you said, they're just going to start making less games that, yeah. you know, they could focus on. I don't know. Yeah, because, I mean, there's almost too much competition in the space for even AAA developers to continue to compete. And maybe that means there's bad games, but I mean, historically there have been bad games, but they've still companies have stayed afloat. They've still released the product. Right. And we're to the point right now where some of these products that they've spent millions and millions of dollars on not even coming out. Yeah. 
Like, I mean, just recently, like, they were talking about Final Fantasy 16, which was a hit in in what I would consider, you know, financially. Like, it made a lot of money, but then they're saying that they, you know, are almost went bankrupt or whatever because it didn't meet the demand. And I'm just like, man, where is that line? You know, yeah. it's it's pretty crazy what they expect in this industry. But, yeah, something's going to have to change. Unfortunately, you know, these layoffs keep happening. Um, once getting back to Epic real fast. So they just recently bought Bandcamp. The, it's like the music uh, thing. So they sold that to uh, another company. And then this super awesome, it's like a kid's thing. Um, they are, you know, I think getting rid of that as well. So uh, ultimately there's going to be about 250 people uh, leaving Epic through, you know, those two companies as well as the, the layoffs to Epic. So uh, it's unfortunate. Hopefully those people can land on their feet and um, yeah, I'm sure we're going to be talking about more, um, you know, companies and layoffs in the near future. I mean, the next thing we're going to talk about kind of uh, goes hand in hand with that. So, um, you know, why don't we, let's just, let's jump right into that. Okay. So continuing to talk about the financial side of the games industry. Uh, we talked about it a couple weeks ago, SAG after we're all familiar with this, um, the actors strike that's going on now, the, the writer strike has just ended, which is great. They got what they wanted and they're going to be back to writing stuff. But now, uh, on top of the actor strike, it's going to start affecting, um, video game companies. So union members voted, 98% in favor of a strike against 10 major video game companies. Now, this doesn't mean that there is um, a strike or work stoppage or whatever, but the you know the vote happened and they're you know they're okaying it if it, if it needs to. Um, just real quick, a quote from the president of SAG after Fran Drescher said, uh, it's time for the video game companies to stop playing games and get serious about reaching an agreement on this contract. The result of this vote shows our membership understands the existential nature of these negotiations and that the time is now for these companies, which are making billions of dollars and paying their CEOs lavishly to give our performers an agreement that keeps performing in video games as a viable career. Um, the companies that are facing a potential strike, uh, Activision, uh, Blindlight LLC, Disney Character Voices Inc., Electronic Arts, Formosa Interactive, Insomniac Games, Epic Games, Take-Two Productions, Voicework Productions, and WB Games. So those are all, you know, the big, the big studios, which is what this whole strike is about. Is the, the big studios taking too much and, and not giving to the people that are providing them with with the product that they're selling so what do you think thank you for not doing that in the uh, the, the nanny's voice there that would have been i've been working on it i've been working on it for this moment but i'm not there yet yeah did you say like disney voice actors inc disney character actors inc disney character voices inc so yeah strange that they got a like one entity yeah, just dedicated to character that. voices yeah yeah. yeah, I mean, it's a big, um, I mean, so much animation is out there in the, you know, in the world of TV and movies as well uh, as, you know, yeah. video games. So I'm sure it's like uh, a whole thing, you know. For some reason, I was thinking more specific to like, this was just for video games yeah. or something. Just that Kingdom makes Hearts. Sense. It's only <laughs> affecting Kingdom Hearts and that weird Disney racing game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, like hopefully... 
this um the strike doesn't go on too much longer like i said you know the writer strike just ended they got their demands were met we'll see what happens as far as the actor side and hopefully they get uh what they want yeah so three or at least two of the main points that they bring up here is the use of ai um and safety i think one of the things we talked about right. them asking for before was like a medic to be on set the yeah. way they might be breaks during a yeah like simple yeah. things so do you think that these are things they're trying to get ahead of or are they reacting to issues because i've never heard of a story yet where ai is getting badly misused yeah. in the gaming industry outside of fan made stuff yeah they're I, taking voice actors and doing their own thing in video games right yeah, I think just the possibility. I think we're we're seeing a lot of, um, you know, the 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 topic of AI is coming up a lot, you know, and it does. We've seen it write shows and stuff like that. Like you know, there's been uh, talk of it writing television shows, like literally, and and the idea that that's going to continue to get better which is the plan, right? AI will continue to learn and, and get better um, is scary for people like the writers. Um, and then also more so for voice actors than actors, because they're not seen, you know, actors, uh, you can't entirely replace them with AI yet. <laughs> um, but voice actors we're, we're seeing now people are taking voice that's out there and they're turning it into songs and stuff yeah. like that. And it's pretty crazy. So good. Good example is the voice of Arthur Morgan uh, from Red Dead Redemption 2. They're they're making him like cover songs and stuff based on uh, just the lines that he gave in Red Dead Redemption 2. Yeah. And the voice actor is kind of pissed about it. Yeah, I would be too, man. Can you imagine if like your voice that belongs to you, you know, is out there like saying shit that you don't want to yeah. be saying? And people potentially making a lot of money off the songs that they're not really, yeah. You don't, they don't have your permission to use your voice for that. Right. Yeah. Exactly. On top of everything, the financial aspect of it. So, yeah, um, I could definitely see this heating up. Hopefully, knowing that the writer strike uh, ended and they got what they wanted. The problem is on the on the acting side is the 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 studios the the um the streaming companies netflix and you know prime video and, and max and stuff like that so it's a whole new world out there and i'm think you know we're seeing that kind of go hand in hand with the video game industry now so um and it's all like we said earlier it's it's all just you know billionaires you know keeping keeping their money and and the people that work hard um just making you know barely enough to get by so we'll see all right next up uh a bit of a surprise uh jim ryan the ceo president of sony interactive entertainment uh is retiring um just after he's you know he's only had that job four years and i think he's done a great job too he's been with playstation for i don't remember like 28 years i think they said so like he you know finally took over ceo led them through an insanely um popular time with the with the introduction of the playstation 5 uh breaking all sorts of records and, and stuff like that huge games coming out and now he's uh he's stepping down um so he said 
After 30 years, I made the decision to retire from SIE in March 2024. I've relished the opportunity to have a job I love in a very special company, working with great people and incredible partners, but I found it increasingly difficult to reconcile living in Europe and working in North America. So that's the big the big reason, which I got to understand that's got to be tough, you know, but I wish him, I wish him all the best. Yeah. Um, so replacing him is, uh, Hiroki Totoki, which I'm so happy that I get to say this name more often because every time I do get to say it, it's so exciting. Uh, so he was the pre, he was the, um, Sony Group Corporation President, COO, and CFO. Now he's going to be the uh, the Chairman, President, and CEO of SIE. So, very exciting. What do you think is going to change? Anything? Business as usual? Man, I don't know. I mean, Sony needs something to go well now. I mean, you mentioned the PS5 breaking records and stuff, but lately, in the whole console war thing, PlayStation versus Xbox, they've been drawing the short straw. Yeah. Yeah, it's um I mean they're still they're still selling way more PS5s than Xbox is selling their consoles, but yeah, they need some I mean Spider-Man 2 is going to be a huge feather in their cap um coming out this year. Uh and then yeah, we'll see what they got going for them after that. But yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Every time we do talk about something new and exciting lately, it is about xbox so yeah they gotta they gotta do something to to you know get our genes moving you know what i mean yeah um maybe this month's uh playstation plus offering will do just that they did announce the uh monthly uh games coming out for playstation plus gonna be getting the callisto protocol farming simulator 22 and weird west on october 3rd uh those will be available for the month so go out there, get that Callisto protocol so you can be playing it for spooky season. You know, yeah. I'm hoping to get have, check it out. I've unironically wanted to try Farming Simulator for the longest time. So well, one of these years. There you go, dude. I down. I played it once. It was on one of the Game Pass or whatever. And they start you off in like a barn. And you're just there. And it doesn't tell you what to do. Doesn't tell you anything, and I'm like, I have no idea what I'm supposed to do. I walked around like the barn for a little bit. I didn't see any prompts, and then I deleted the game. Oh wow! <laughs> so maybe you'll have better luck than me. I'm just not meant to be a farmer, you know. Maybe I'm supposed to get in that dirt and just feel it, you know, the soil in my fingertips, and then just yeah. sniff it and be like, this needs some corn. Oh yeah, that's how it works, right? I think so. Um, but yeah, Callisto Protocol has been on my list for a while. Uh, the reviews that it had weren't amazing. So I was like, I'll wait until this comes out on Game Pass for PlayStation Plus. Now I get to play that, you know, get a little spooky game in, in there for E-Rocktober. Mm-hmm. So, and that Weird West is like a role-playing game uh, in like a dark fantasy Wild West type thing, which also looks decent. So um, some, some good games. Yeah. All right. Speaking of good games, tell me about this this Amazon Prime deal that you discovered. Yeah, so Amazon's been doing this in the background for a while. They just don't get the kind of publicity that Xbox and PlayStation or yeah, PlayStation do for their 
premium things. But if you are a Amazon Prime subscriber, you get Amazon Prime games, and they're coming out with like a bunch of games every single month. October's is looking pretty good. Speaking of, you know, good uh, spooky games for Era October. Mm -hmm. On October 5th, you're going to have Grund. I'm really not familiar with that one. G-R-U-N-N-D. Yeah, me neither. I was like, Grund. Grund. I want to look that up because I like saying it. Grund. And Ghostwire Tokyo. Now, this one looked pretty good. Yeah. Um, I don't think it had got a great reception once it came out, but you know, like we said, a lot of a lot of competition in the space. Yes, yeah, that, and, that looks good. That Ghostwire Togo. I just got that in a um, uh, uh, one of the the humble bundle choice uh, for to play it on a Steam Deck, and then I was about to go play it, and I started reading like reviews of how well it plays in the deck. It do, it's it has some trouble. It has some trouble. Uh, so uh, I got to wait a little bit. Gotcha. How were the reviews overall for it? The game is good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Overall, it's it's supposed to be a good game. I, it, I'm going to play it on the PlayStation because I think it's on like the, one of their packages or whatever. I did uh, see that on there recently. So, yeah, that might be a nice. good one for uh, your October. Uh, then October 12th, the Coma 2 Vicious Sisters Deluxe Edition. <laughs> Great titles. I love it. You these. familiar with that one? <laughs> no, not yet. Anyways. No. But I'm sure it's quite spooky. It looks like a, a Japanese anime sort of inspired game. Uh-huh. And Monster Prom 2 Monster Camp, mm-hmm. a uh, monster prom dating simulator. Love it. Sounds like it's right up your alley. Yeah, absolutely. October 19th, The Textorcist. Yeah. So this is a bullet hell game where you type out exorcisms, which... Doesn't sound like the worst thing in the world. Sounds kind of fun. Yeah, I wanted to see you create <laughs> content for that game because I will watch that all day. Yes. And October 26th, the last one, Super Adventure Hand. And I didn't even look into that one, to be honest with you. It just doesn't quite sound like something I'm going to want to play. Yeah, you don't want a good hand job? No comment. <laughs> that's Believe it or not, that's not the first time I've asked you that question. <laughs> super adventure hand is a bizarre hand venture game they say hand venture yeah so it's a 3d platformer all right where you play as a hand yeah Mm -hmm. all right is it rated mature sexual uh it's about to be yeah once they see what you do in that game so i've never i'm a prime member and i have never got any of the games because i don't know how to do it and i'm too lazy to figure it out i've really not gotten into it either i don't know if they have their own platform or yeah you know it, it, the steam deck part makes it a little bit harder that i guess does, because if they sure. do have that yeah. yeah it's not as easy as like getting a steam key i'm sure right yeah i don't know um yeah how it works but yeah they always have like these dope games and i'm like man i'm a prime member i gotta look into this um but i did it once a long time ago for uh, my wife plays a lot of smite on the PlayStation, they had a deal where, like, you get, like, a skin or something if you link your Prime account. And that was a huge pain in the ass, linking my Prime account with my... And it wasn't even the PlayStation. It was linking it with, like, the Smite server. It was, like, a real... That's besides the point of all this. But I think that was what soured me on the whole thing. I'm like, mm, yeah, not right now. Yeah. They've also, I mean, always got a lot of cool DLC out for popular games, too. Yes. Yes. All right. Well, a game that uh, may not be as popular, Hyenas, has been canceled by Sega. 
Uh, this was going to be like a multiplayer extraction shooter. Um, recently had a, a beta come out and pretty much near complete. Like this game is done. Yeah. Like people were playing it and they canceled it. Um, weird, really weird situation. Um, but I guess Sega is doing a whole restructuring thing uh they issued a warning to their investigators investors that it's going to record a loss for the financial year and um as a result it has implemented structural reforms aimed at increasing efficiency they made the difficult decision to cancel some titles under the development as well as to reduce the fixed expenses um so yeah they said uh hyena and some unannounced titles that were under development have been canceled Pretty crazy stuff, dude. This game, like, uh, I know, like, on Fruit Lab, a bunch of the people got keys or whatever and were playing it there. And it looked fun, man. It looked fast-paced. Um, but, you know, once again, it's another, like, games of service extraction shooter. And I don't know if there is enough of a market for more of right. that, you know? It's the same old story. Just a lot of competition right now. Right. Yeah. So, um, again, it's a bummer. So yeah, they're going to be, you know, there's that word again, laying off the, uh, the hyenas team over there. And, um, yeah, so hyenas, they did put out, uh, a, a comment. They said, uh, we're sorry to announce the end of hyenas development before we were ever able to bring our full vision to you. Well, the decision to cancel the project has not been made lightly. We know that doesn't make it any easier to accept for you or for us. We knew our plans were ambitious and we knew we were diving headfirst into competition with some of the greats, but we believed in the journey and we're proud to have taken every step along the way. We hope you'll join us in remembering the action-packed Zero-G chaos and the diehard community of players who helped make it special. So, um, yeah, pour one out for Hyenas. It's just, it takes me back to when we were talking about like the Titanfall 3 back when we heard that it was in development and canceled and EA's reasoning was, well, we just, you know, money's tight. We don't have money to keep developing these games. Cancel, cancel, cancel. Right. And it makes sense, you know, for us who aren't really like in the industry and in the know, it seems to make sense that if you're a gaming company, the way you make money is to release your games, especially, I mean, that was less further into the development cycle than hyenas because like you said it's yeah. right around the corner yeah so don't you make more money off of a game you consider to be a flop than an unreleased game but that that made me think maybe they write this off as a loss on taxes maybe this is that loss that they're talking about and yeah. they can uh recuperate some of their development costs i think you're right and i think especially when you weigh it against the this being a, a games as service game that's going to require constant you know um updates and new content and stuff developers to be constantly working on this game to keep like a, a community there um yeah. yeah maybe you're right that the the, the loss um man maybe it just sucked too you know maybe it just like they realized that there were some issues with it and um you know better to take the loss than than put that out and yeah who knows but uh yeah it's another one man it's like uh more layoffs, more cancelizations, more bullshit. Um, some exciting things, though, coming to, you know, this 
indie darling Netflix. I don't know if you've heard of this. It's like they uh, they send you DVDs in the mail, and then you got to send oh, yeah. it back. Yeah, yeah, it's a whole uh, thing. No, it's my favorite gaming platform. <laughs> yes, also true. Speaking of which, uh, one game that I was able to play that just came out to Netflix, Storyteller. Have you ever heard of this game? Maybe. It's all it is is like um like a few panels on the screen, and then there are like you have options to put in the panel to kind of create like a comic book story to hmm. get to an end goal. So like the title will be like um you know heartbreak or whatever and then you just have like a guy and a girl and then another guy or another girl or whatever and you got to like make the pictures equate to heartbreak so i saw that was just released on mobile through netflix so i was like i could play that with one hand and i tried it and it's cute it's definitely a a fun puzzle game um, and a great idea so they're doing something right netflix over there um but one thing they are doing um also right is bringing one of my favorite gaming story series to the sh- the the channel in an anime version devil may cry is coming to netflix have you ever been a fan of the devil may cry series never played them Ooh. i know what they are dude the, the so the gameplay to me is i mean it's awesome and it's hard and it's fun but more than that i love the style and the story of the game it's like um, it's dark and it's very stylish and over the top and stuff like that. So I'm really excited that it's getting a an anime version. And it's from the same person, uh, Adi Shankar, who did the Castlevania Netflix anime, which was fantastic too. So um, this one, it's going to be great. And then, so they gave us just a tiny little, tiny little teaser trailer. Um, but in addition to that, they also gave us a little teaser trailer for an upcoming uh, Tomb Raider uh, animated series coming to Netflix, which is going to be very cool. That is, um, it's canon in the the more recent uh, Tomb Raider series, the Survivor trilogy, the 2013, 2013 uh, game, and then Rise of the Tomb Raider and Shadow of the Tomb Raider. It's going to come after that. Have you ever played those games? Oh, yeah. Well, not a lot of the newer ones. Yeah. I've played like one, two, and three. Okay. Yeah. The, the new ones came out in like a package and I got the package and like it's one that I've also I've just had forever and I just never played it. But, you know, it's uh, it's pretty cool. But, yeah, this one's going to have Haley Atwell uh, voicing uh, Lara Croft, which um, I love. I like her as an actress. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be pretty cool. I like that Netflix is still really um, doing the animated thing and, and a lot with the in the video game world. So. I guess they also in development have Horizon Zero Dawn, Gears of War, Assassin's Creed, and Bioshock projects going on. So, uh, you know, Netflix, man, they're they're fully invested in video games, either while playing yeah. them or you know creating um, original content about them. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, they've had some successes with like Cyberpunk, Edge Runners. Right. I can see why they want to get into more of that. Yeah, Arcane. they're just gonna have to be careful. Yeah, yeah, they they got to be careful about which projects they choose which ones are going to lend well to animation and how they treat it once they have it yeah yeah this devil may cry um series has moved into like quickly just from looking at this has moved into my most anticipated shows um just because i know how much style the game has and how much style um adi shankar the um put into the castlevania game 
So um, yeah, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be dope. Mark my words, it's gonna be dope. All right, anything else you want to talk about? That's it. Good. I gotta go ice my hand. Um, thanks for checking out this episode of Gaming News Weekly. Uh, you can find us anywhere podcasts are found. If you want to listen to the audio version, um, which is great, but why miss out on all the quality visual content that is, you know, our faces? And there's some trailers and stuff you'll see, and you can check those out on either Fruit Lab or YouTube. Uh, if you go to Fruit Lab, it's a great community. You could earn pips, which is a cryptocurrency. You could buy games, all sorts of stuff. Um, or go to Fruit Lab. I mean, <laughs> Pop Culture Playground. Uh, where the YouTube channel where you find this show. You can also go to GameFAX, G-A-M-E-F-A-X, and watch a uh, full clip, uh, you know, um, put together old uh, Nintendos or whatever you're doing. <laughs> Not, oh, yeah. I mean, in real life and in the video game life. Right? Yeah, I let me give a teaser here. I've got a video that's about to go up, which... When you see the first 10 seconds of it, you're going to be like, what the hell am I looking at? That is I've got into something. I, yeah, I don't want to talk about it until you've seen the video uh, next week. This is the best teaser I've ever heard. And it better be you fully nude. Well, that's a given. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Perfect. Um, excellent. Yeah. So go look at all those things. Uh, you should also go check us out on Instagram and TikTok. Um, Gaming News Weekly over there. Subscribe, follow, all the things. Yeah, we're out.